0: Welcome to another Tech While You Trek. I am your host, Adam. Today, we're going to be talking about augmented reality and virtual reality, AR and VR. And we are talking today with the one and only Tim Marco. How are you today, sir?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Adam.
0: So tell me a little bit about yourself. What
1: brought you to the firm? How long have you been here? I've been here for about three and a half years. And I have a different background than I think the typical consultant. In my career, I started with marketing and internet startups. So I was doing a lot of programming, a lot of analytics, a lot of web analytics, that sort of thing. And from there, I moved on to an advertising agency. And eventually, I came into PwC in the Experience Center. And I was working in analytics for the Experience Center for a while. And then after about a year, I transferred over to the Emerging Technology Lab, which is part of New Services and Emerging Tech.
0: Virtual reality and augmented reality, are we talking about two things that are disparate things? Are we talking about two related things?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So virtual reality and augmented reality exist on what you can consider to be a continuum or a spectrum. The general idea with virtual reality is that you're existing in an environment that's entirely computer generated. Typically, you'll have a head-mounted device, which is essentially a visor with screens in it. And you're going around and everything that you're interacting with is created by a computer. Now augmented reality at the other end of the spectrum takes a view of the world that you can see, so either through your eyes or sometimes through a camera like on a phone or a tablet, and it takes that and adds virtual or computer-generated images to that world.
0: So clearly all of AR and VR are device-driven. Talk to me a little bit about what kind of devices these are gonna be, how people get their hands on them, how they wind up in the hands of
1: users today, I think the most common place that people are going to interact with these are through their phones or mobile devices. There are a lot of applications and frameworks and libraries that exist for creating augmented reality that you can see through your phone's camera. And moving forward in the future, I think that eventually we'll get to a point where there will be smart goggles, there will be lightweight sort of projection systems that you can just see these things through your own eyes. We're not really there yet. Some of those devices exist today, but they have limitations around they're too heavy or they're tethered to a computer or the field of view that's very small today. When those challenges really get addressed, we'll be able to have devices that you'll wear them on your head, they'll be essentially glasses, and eventually they can fulfill both AR and VR requirements. What's the coolest thing
0: you've done with the firm working with AR and VR?
1: Right now we're focusing on phone devices for augmented reality. And so what a lot of those do are you're looking through your device, holding it up as if you were taking a photo. And so you're looking around at the world and you can pick up information from things in the world. And so if you have something like smart lights for home automation, we have a prototype now where you can take those lights and just by looking at them, you can turn them on and off. And so you don't have switches, you don't have menus, you don't have an interface. The really exciting thing is that with augmented reality, the world becomes its own interface. And so that's a lot of the areas that we're looking into and in the prototypes that we have.
0: So I'm going to ask you now to help me separate the hype versus the reality of AR and VR.
1: So that is, I think, the number one question that we deal with day to day because with all emerging technologies, really. There's an excitement that comes about just by the existence of those technologies. And we get interested in the technology itself sometimes to the detriment of the use cases. And I think it's really fundamentally the same process of designing any solution, designing any technology, or just design generally, which is to separate the hype from the real value, you have to focus on the actual application on the users, the clients, the companies that are really going to benefit from this new paradigm of interacting with the world.
0: Well, you have helped me segue beautifully into my next question. So talk to me a little bit about how AR and VR are relevant to the lines of service tax audit advisory.
1: I think the first wave of this is really going to affect a lot of the work that's happening in advisory, a lot of technology consulting. There's going to be a tremendous amount of interest in the coming years from clients, from the most basic what is this technology to much more advanced How do we implement this for our customers today? So that'll be the first wave. And then I think that the follow-on effects will start to affect tax and audit perhaps a little bit more. Anytime that there's something in the real world that our clients are trying to help their users or their employees interact with, there's huge, huge benefits for this AR technology. Can you give me a for instance? So for our clients who are working in aerospace industries... Those are very complicated machines, and it's very difficult to train employees on all the procedures that they need to do to repair that plane, on all the parts that need to be checked. So what you can do with augmented reality is you can have devices that those employees would wear on the ground, typically head-mounted devices like smart glasses. And as they're going through the plane, every part that needs to be checked They can go through and check it and make sure that it's been checked. They can have a record and an audit trail that all of the maintenance has been performed. And when a new or novel challenge comes up, there's a part that employee is not familiar with that they have to repair. They can see in their field of view in three dimensions exactly what they need to do and exactly what the procedure is to solve that problem. Do you have, for instance, of a way the firm is using VR technology? A company out of the U.K. focuses on what they call multi-user virtual reality experiences. And essentially what that means is you can have multiple people in different locations across the globe connected through the internet working together in a virtual environment. Now, this is really valuable for training applications and training in scenarios that would either be expensive or dangerous or just otherwise not practical to walk people through a scenario. So, for an example, if you have an oil refinery or a rig or a mining site where it'd be really expensive and dangerous to teach workers how to go through a process of emergency management. You can do this in virtual reality together and avoid the cost and danger of dealing with this situation.
0: And is that the kind of thing you think that's going to apply to audit, going to apply to tax in terms of what they might use it for? Would there be a virtual reality application
1: for those lines of service? The more interesting concept is the extent to which this will replace desktop computers and the way that this will replace their day-to-day interaction with information. If they're at the office, if they're at home, wherever they are in the world, they'll just be able to pull that information up without needing a laptop, without needing a tablet. So right now, as a
0: firm, would you say PWC is implementing more AR kind of applications or more VR kind of applications?
1: Both of these technologies and this entire continuum, I think, is very, very new. And so we're exploring them all, I think, evenly. There are perhaps more real-world applications for augmented reality. And so I think we're really pushing a lot in that direction. But again, it's such a fresh technology that we're focusing on both, and it's not entirely clear exactly what the future will hold.
0: I know you said this is a new technology, emerging technology. Obviously, in the fledgling stage, people are going to make lots of mistakes. I want to know, when is the time that you fell flattest on your face when trying to implement?
1: I think that a lot of the work that I do and the work that we do in the emerging technology lab could be characterized as constantly failing. What we're doing is we're failing until we're not. I've heard a lot of quotes about art and writing that they're very frustrating because everything is a terrible mess until the moment that it's not. And so a lot of what we're doing is just this process of, oh, we want to place this virtual object relative to this real world object. Let's try it. And it doesn't work. And so you try it again and it doesn't work. And you try it again and it doesn't work. And then eventually you tweak things and then it does work. So I would just say that Every step of the process is failure until it's not. That is a fantastic answer.
0: All right, so then tell me one thing you think the listeners ought to know about AR, VR moving forward.
1: Both AR and VR are going to change the world. And if you think that they're going to change the world soon, you're wrong. And if you think that it's very far away, you're also wrong. There's so much potential with this technology, but there's also a lot of things that need to improve. There's display technology needs to improve, computing power, batteries need to improve before we see the full impact of this. So I would really argue pay attention to these things. These are very important, but also be patient that it will take a little bit of time before our world is totally fundamentally changed. (laughs)
0: All right, so Tim, I like to ask all of my guests four rapid fire questions before I let them go. Are you prepared? Are you very much ready for this? I think I'm as ready as I'll ever be. Well, that's okay. So here we go. First, what is your bold prediction for the year 2040 as it relates
1: to AR and VR? It will disappear. You won't even be aware that it's a technology. It'll fade entirely into the background and just be part of your day-to-day life. Do you think that's a bold prediction? That sounds like a (laughs) well-considered
0: and educated prediction. Give me a bold prediction for 2040.
1: Astronauts on Mars will use augmented and virtual reality to communicate with home so much that they'll forget that they're on Mars.
0: Now we're talking. All All right, the second question. What is your favorite source for new technology
1: information? It's a website called Hacker News, and it's sort of just an aggregator of all things technology and all things Silicon Valley. And I find it's very, very useful, not just for AR and VR, but just for keeping a pulse on technology generally. What makes someone a lifelong learner? Curiosity. What is your favorite
0: technology book? I need your fiction answer and your nonfiction answer.
1: On the fiction side, uh, I would definitely say the Foundation Series. The general idea of that entire series is that someone has figured out an algorithm that predicts the entire history of the future, which is an interesting and somewhat terrifying idea to me. And on the nonfiction side, I would say the book Understanding Media by Marshall McLuhan. It's an old book, but I think it does a great job of understanding why we create tools, how we create tools, and how the tools we create change
0: us. So, Tim, this is really fascinating stuff. If people want to find out more, how can they get at
1: you or folks who can talk to them about what's going on at the firm with AR and VR? Our primary hub for all that information is on Spark. Just look up new services and emerging technology. We have a lot of updated information. We have decks. We'll have videos that sort of demo what we're doing and explain more about augmented reality and virtual reality.
0: Tim, thank you so much for your time, man. Great. Thank you. This has been Tech While You Trek, talking to Tim, Marco, about AR and VR. I've been your host, Adam, and we'll see you next time.